and welcome to another episode of the Notes from the Library podcast. As always, I'm your host, Emma, and today I have the dishonor of talking about God's Behaving Badly by Marie Phillips. I went into Barnes & Noble looking for the Daughters of Sparta because my good friend Kaylee loved that book, raved about it. We love Greek mythology. We currently, for almost two years, more than that maybe, have been friends going back and forth, writing a Greek mythology story together. It's been great. We love it. So when she's like, Emma, you gotta read Darius Bar. I went to Barnes Noble. They did not have it. But on the table where it should have been was this book's God's was this book God's behaving badly. So I picked up the back and it says, the twelve Greek gods of Olympus are alive and well in the 21st century, but they are cramped together in a London townhouse and none too happy about it. For Artemis, gossip hunting, professional dog walker, Aphrodite, gossip beauty, telephone sex operator, and Apollo, god of the sun, TV psychic, there's no way out until a meek house cleaner, Alice, and her would-be boyfriend, Neil, turn their world upside down. When what begins as a minor squabble between Aphrodite and Apollo escalates into an epic battle of will, Alice and Neil must fear not only their own lives, but the survival of humankind. Nothing less than a true act of heroism is needed, but these two ordinary people replicate the feats of the, of the mythological heroes and save the world. That was the book I thought I was buying. That's not the book I got at all. A, this squabble between Aphrodite and Apollo is like dropped halfway through the book. And the squabble is kind of, Apollo doesn't want to have sex with her anymore. He wants to have it with Alice. So that's their squabble. Which also doesn't make sense because Apollo had sex with other people while also having it with Aphrodite. And also I thought we can leave this whole like incest between the Greek deities, I thought we could leave that back in like the BC and we could just like not acknowledge that anymore. It's, it's weird. You could have done this a billion different ways and you, you had to bring in incest. I know it's accurate to have them all like date and sleep with one another, but I don't know man. Even then, it did make sense that Aphrodite was mad about that. Then there was something that was starting to come up and Eros was like, yeah, I think I believe in God and Christianity. And then that just drops too. So there were so many like interesting things that were happening and then they drop it. No one in this book was likable. No one. And Alice and Neil were so bland that I couldn't even get to like them either. I could not care less about any of them. And Apollo, he's barely in the second half of the book. Aphrodite, forget about, is barely in this after Alice is introduced. Barely. I'm like, she's supposed to be one of the main, whatever, whatever, whatever. But Apollo is an asshole in this book. So literally in the first chapter, Artemis is walking her dogs and she comes across this tree that's a human. So it was a girl that was turned to a tree. Why? Because she didn't want to have oral sex with Apollo in the park. Because Apollo walked up to her and was like, I want to have oral sex. Well, he said something else, but I don't want to say it because I want to not talk about that stuff on here. And then she said no. Like any rational, sane human being would when a man walks up to her in a park, a public park in the middle of London and says that to her, he turns her into a tree. And then later, he's with Alice and he kisses Alice and then she wants to stop because she doesn't want to have sex with him. And he literally says, well, can I rape you then? Does it hurt? Is that why they made it illegal? And then... Alice leaves and he feels so bad for himself that he isn't going to have sex with Alice that he blows out the sun in a petty temper tantrum and puts himself in a coma. And then everyone's like, 
Oh my god, like we have to save him so the son. No, like why why am I supposed to care? Like the ending of the book is them resurrecting Apollo. Why should I care if he's saved at the end of the day? He's horrible in this book. He does nothing likable. And also his job as a TV psychic that literally is how he met Alice and also is in the description of the book. It's barely brought up outside like the two chapters of him like prepping for it and then Neil and Alice watching the show. It's never brought up. And then Artemis, he, she tries to give Artemis some redemption arc. And she goes, yeah, here she is sacrificing herself for Neil to get Alice back. But she excused all of the stuff that all of her family members have done. Like she let the woman continue to be a tree. And she's like, and the woman's like, I don't want to be a tree anymore. She's like, yeah, you're going to continue to be a tree. And then when Neil was talking to her about like how Apollo tried to assault Alice, she's like, yeah, he does that. How am I supposed to, like, mm, no, I do, ugh, I hated it. And then even Neil and Alice, who I'm supposed to like, are so bland compared to everyone else, I don't like them. And then Alice, oh yeah, oh, I forgot to say this too. Apollo, because he becomes such a self-pity party after, like, Alice doesn't want him to sexually assault her, has Zeus kill her, strikes her down with lightning, and then he becomes so sad, he goes, oh, the world's so cruel to me, and then he puts himself in a comb after blowing out the sun. So there, I even forgot that. That was for the worst, that's by far the worst thing he's done. And I completely forgot about that because of all the other shitty things he's done. So Alice is in the underworld and she's assigned to playing board games. What? And so then Neil and Armis go down to get her. And Armis is like, oh, I'll defend you from Cerberus. Now I love Cerberus. I have a fictional character that in a book series I'm working on and the series and uh, also the story I'm working on with Kaylee. His name is Cerberus. He's the love of my life. I love my little Cerberus. He is fantastic. So like, you really had to bring him into this. You had to bring him into this really bad book. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Even though my version of Cerberus is completely different than the canonical one from the mythology, still unacceptable. Unacceptable. So then she's like, I'll defend you from Cerberus. Neil, go get Alice. Why all of a sudden are we supposed to like Artemis? Like why? Why are we making her out to be a hero? And then Neil finally finds Hades and Persephone and he's just like, I'll give you myself for Alice, which defeats the whole purpose of bringing her, uh, the two of you back to the to the surface. And then all of this is resolved, by the way, in like 20 pages, not even, from him getting to the underworld, to them, to the book ending, is like 40 pages. So for the first 250 pages, don't even ask me what we're doing, I don't know, just sucking as a book. So then, Persephone's and Hades was like, no, like we can't break these rules, X, Y, and Z, because we make the exception for you, we gotta do everything. And Armus is like, fine, then Cerberus is my slave then. And Hades is like, well, I guess we have to give you Alice because I can't give up Cerberus. I'm like, well, thank you, Hades, finally. Finally, someone does something good. Gosh. And then it ends with them resurrecting Apollo and they get this, guys, so you're never gonna believe this. In the epilogue, they're inviting all the deities, Alice and Neil, because apparently now they're married. They're about to get married. I know, we took a big jump to not confessing our feelings to one another. So also now we're getting married. No real hint at that because they seem just to be friends. Alice seemed to have no attraction to him. And then all of a sudden Alice dies and it was like, oh, she was the love of my life. Where was that beforehand? I mean, like, guys, come on. A little bit of planning here. They are planning their wedding. And like, let's invite all the Greek, the Greek deities, including Apollo. Alice wants to invite Apollo to her wedding. Yes, yes, yes. The same guy that tried to sexually assault her 
and murdered her and nearly killed all of humanity by blowing out the sun? She's inviting him to the wedding and get this. She wants to set him up with Neil's sister. What did Neil's sister do to you to cause you to be like, we need to set her up with Apollo. He's a great guy. This book was $18. I'll never get it back. It was such a shame because it seemed like such an interesting concept. So bad. So yeah, I had Carmilla last week, which I was not a fan of in this, but this is like Carmilla. I was just neutral about it. I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it. This I really disliked. I gave it one star. I can't remember the last time I gave a book one star. That's what I'm saying here. And I hate doing reviews like this because I don't. I always try to find something good in a book because I truly don't think there can be that bad of a piece of media. But this was bad. And in the back, they had like a study questionnaire. Like a reading group guide. What's the question? How many years of therapy should Alex go through? How many... Cr- years of prison time does Apollo deserve like I don't what are you talking about at book club about this book because also I, to me with the way she forgave Apollo and you even see him apologizing for this he like he is still in the coma at the end of the book the last line's like and they revived him and then like it goes into the epilogue so we don't see Apollo change or learn his lesson so it's giving me very like abuser rapist forgiveness it just does not sit right with me like, here, guys, this guy tried to sexually assault you and murder you and had his brother nearly try to intimidate and hurt your now fiancé, but let's invite him to the wedding and set him up with your sister. I just want to know what Marie Phillips was thinking. Like, I just, I just... And what was the Seattle Times also thinking with witty, fast-moving entertainment? A romp of a novel. What? Did this win any awards? This couldn't have possibly won any awards. No, I'm not seeing this winning any awards. Although I do love that all of the praise on the inside of the book is the same as the praise on the outside of the book. That says something. You know, I I usually am not someone that's like, hey, don't read this. Don't. It was. Um, I really don't recommend reading it. It was. It was bad. If you're a fan of Greek mythology, it's bad. If you are a fan, if you're not a fan of Greek mythology, it's also bad. And I try not. To, this is my actually first rant review. It actually kind of feels a little bit good. I'm not gonna lie. It feels good, guys. Let me find out Goodreads. Because when going through Goodreads, a lot of people that were seeing it the same way I do, like when reading a lot, like afterwards, I go through the reviews. And most people are three stars. But if you go to like the one star reviews where you'll find mine, a lot of people are like, I this was recommended, it sounds so good, but like what's with the rape apology? Like what what's with the uh, murder apology? Like what what is it? But yeah, I just, I'm like at a loss for words. I read this on the train going into work for two days and I finished it at home sitting there. Um, like to, I remember closing it at the end and turning to my mom like, this book was horrible. This was a really bad book. But yeah, I guess I just can't even talk about it anymore. So I'm just so happy um talk about the Grandmasters of Modern Cultivation Volume 3 next episode because that's such a good good series and I really I really needed it after God's behaving badly. There's even no like commentary about how the Greek gods behaving like that's bad. They're all rewarded at the end. Like I, I've read I've read books where like there are graphic graphic but oh look here we go. American Psycho I always go back to it. Graphic sexual assaults and murder scenes. 
But at the end of the book, you're not cheering on Patrick Bateman. You're like this, like it's a critique of that mentality and that society and that type of way of thinking. It's a critique on it. You can't even say this is a critique of the way the Greek gods are. Because she rewards them at the end. Allison, you'll forgive them. Like, especially sexual assault. That's so not something you should mess around with. But if you're going to have it in books, it can't just be for like shits and giggles. Like it was in this. Like Neil saying like, yeah, Alice was petrified. She came home. She didn't want to be alone. And all this stuff after Apollo. And I think he tried to assault her. And Armas is just like, well, yeah, he does that. He's known for that. Like, am I supposed to laugh at that? Like, that also is one of the reasons why when Armas is given the redemption arc, I can't even go along with that. Because he knew your brother did this. And has done this for thousands of years. And you excuse it. I, I don't understand, especially, like, when you see, like, women authors doing that to, to their female characters. Why? Like, I, I'm about to start reading this book, Docile, which is um, pretty much... People have told me, like, yeah, there's sexual assault, this and that. But with the way people have made it sound, it's a critique on what this is. It's the critique of being so poor and so in debt that you have to go to these drastic measures. And what it's like for when people are so wealthy and so rich and so powerful, they think anyone below them is worthless, is not human, is, is something for them, is a toy for them. And so a lot of the reviews I was seeing of that, some people were saying, oh, it was glorifying it, and others were saying, no, it was a critique on it. I can't even say this is a, like, there's an argument for this to be a critique on the Greek gods with the incest and the murder and the and narcissism and the sexual assaults. I can't even say it's, it's a critique on it. Like other books, other books toe that line and it's, it's a critique. And sometimes they don't do it the best, but you can see like, there's clearly an attempt to make a critique of this here. You can't even say that with this book. It was, just, uh, I'm just gonna stop. I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. I don't recommend this book. Skip it. Don't make my mistakes. If they don't have the Daughters of Sparta, don't pick up God's Behaving Badly. Just order it on Amazon or go to a different bookstore and get the Daughters of Sparta. Please do it. Don't don't make the same mistakes I did. Because you're gonna be $18. You're gonna have $18 less than you did before and waste four hours of your life or more. I don't even know how long it took me to read this. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Sorry, this is a little bit different. It's like a real, like a real rant review. I've never had one really before. I felt nice. Maybe I'll do more. <laughs> but um, if you have any recommendations, please let me know. Do you have any good Greek mythology retellings or reinterpretations? I want to know. Or Roman, or Japanese, or Norse. I love mythology and retellings and reinterpretations. Please let me know if you have any. But until then, thank you for all the support. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. And as always, this has been the notes from the library.